This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, we now bring you a discussion on Motor Vehicle Act. The participants are Piyush Tiwari, road transport expert, and Deepak Kumar Dash, journalist. New Motor Vehicle Act, rather an amended one, has come into effect. Now today, everyone is just talking about how the fines have gone up. How do you look at this entire thing? Because there has been two issues. One that we should have higher fines, but at the same time, people say that is it actually essential? issue of road crashes in india has become a pandemic now in the past 10 years alone more than 12 lakh people have been killed in road crashes when we look at the motor vehicle amendment bill we don't just look at it as a legislation with increased fines of course a lot of the coverage has been around the fines but what the act actually does is it's actually also introducing certain structural reforms so if you look at licensing there are reforms around that there is driver's training there is reforms around that for the first time the engineers and contractors have been held accountable under the law enforcement there are prescriptions to make it electronic enforcement to reduce corruption there are provisions for safety of children in the law there is a good samaritan law instituted by the supreme court has gotten legislative backing through this act so it's actually a lot more than just the fines when people come into the issue of fines and when people talk about the aspect of increased fines and their issues with that uh, primarily because that impacts them directly of course i think the fines have to be seen not as taxes which everybody has to pay fines have to be paid only by those who violate the law so it is very important to understand that one that you have to pay it only if you violate the law so it's better not to violate the law and the second aspect is that there are provisions within the law itself section 136a that talk about contact free electronic enforcement to reduce corruption because the other concern about that people have expressed is around increased corruption so one is not to violate the law and second thing is that even if you make a mistake and you feel that you have been unjustly penalized there are provisions in the law which have been designed to protect you the challenge of course is going to be in implementation going forward actually this new amended act provides for a lot of things including how to reform a driver you know someone has to go for a refreshing course if he right. does something wrong but at the same time what we saw many of the traffic police departments across the state for past few days have been running campaigns on twitter on social media saying that wear a helmet save 1000 rupees right wear a seat belt save 1000 rupees don't you think that this way of campaigning actually it's it's actually a subject about how to make roads safe not to save your own money or your yeah. purse so don't you think that the campaign should also see a little bit of change the very first thing that has to happen is to actually start educating people on why they should do certain things the fact that majority of our drivers have not been through a formal driver education program calls for the fact that we need to provide them the campaign needs to focus on educating them on the benefits of let's say wearing a helmet not drinking and driving not over speeding what actually happens if we when we look at campaigns from let's say uk or europe or us we see that people actually say that at 30 kilometers this is the injury at 40 kilometers this is the injury at 50 this is the injury so educating people about that first is very important so in fact the format followed by many jurisdictions globally is educate warn penalize suspend or cancel so this is the process that we ought to follow which is to first educate the public then warn them when they make a mistake then penalize them and then cancel or suspend the license if they repeat but don't you think that you know because you have gone to a completely extreme level where you know following this four chart flow that you talked mm. about that's why it's more about that education will not bring immediate change right. because as you said it's a pandemic it's right. already epidemic so to how to stop the epidemic maybe right. the only way out is not to give small doses but right. to actually give a higher dose when we look at the swachh bharat abhiyan the swachh bharat abhiyan is a combination of educating the public on the benefits of sanitation about giving them the facilities that are required and then of course it has certain penal aspects to it if certain things are not followed 
सिमिलरली आई थिंक वॉट द नीड ऑफ दर इज सुरक्षित भारत अभियान वेर इन एट अ नेशनल लेवल एट अ लार्ज स्केल वी कैन टेक ऑन अ प्रोग्राम टू इवन गिव बिगर डोजेज ऑफ एजुकेशन एंड नॉट जस्ट यूजिंग वेरियस काइंड ऑफ मीडिया एंड ऑफकोर्स द पेनल्टीज हैव बीन प्रूवन ग्लोबली टू बी टू हैव अ बिहेवियरल चेंज इफेक्ट सो ऑफकोर्स दैट इज द इंटेंशन ऑल्सो एंड ऑल्सो एज यूर वेरी वेल अवेयर द पेनल्टीज हैव नॉट बीन अपडेटेड फॉर ऑलमोस्ट थ्री डेकेड्स इन मेनी केसेज so even if we apply basic inflation to a penalty of 100 rupees today it's 1000 rupees penalty so we feel that the penalty part was long overdue but there are other aspects around implementation both around infrastructure around vehicles as well as human behavior that need to be addressed both at the federal and the state level so what you are saying is actually right but then the question comes when you said there's a you know like a complete package it's full mm-hmm. basket but unfortunately government today started all the provisions mm-hmm. which are primarily about Fine. penalty because other things will take time yes. so there is again a debate why don't first create mm. an infrastructure create the system then you start putting a fine mm. i have another question that we have been waiting for this amendment for the motor vehicle act for long time right so don't you think that we wasted almost like 2 to 3 years to upgrade the infrastructure we know that it was coming why did not you get prepared i completely agree with you in fact um, one of the things that is going to be a big challenge is things like speeding now the signage is around speeding in central parts of many cities where the offices are you might find the signages but as you go for further down signages are almost entirely missing even if there are signages they're not very clearly visible from a distance so infrastructure is a huge challenge and that we've clearly lost some time and i think now state governments have to move around upgrading the infrastructure facilities especially signages because they speak to you that's how the road communicates to you it is imperative that that upgradation takes place over the next few months the other thing that i was actually going through the road accident report and when it connected to the motor vehicle act amended one most of the accidents are happening actually in rural areas doesn't mean rural roads but maybe highways highways national highways national highways passing through rural areas now unfortunately most of the motor vehicle act mm-hmm. so far the penal provisions are concerned it's primarily focuses on the urban areas and mm-hmm. the two big cities where there are policemen there are some it systems but the larger issue we mm-hmm. are actually not getting covered how do you look at that that's mm-hmm. going to be the biggest uh, contributor to the road accidents when we look at aspects such as uh, speeding not wearing of seat belts wrong side driving dangerous driving we see that as a prevalence across the country and not just in cities of course the challenge is with the resources that the police has and we have seen that national highways in rural areas get the minimal resources in terms of policing it's mostly the rural police that does the and they also say they don't, they don't have so many people yes and not many in fact just one state in india has a dedicated highway police that is maharashtra so it is a big challenge that how do you enforce this law onto the ground and i think that challenge will remain whether we are in cities or whether we are on highways one interesting development that we have noticed is the introduction of the itms systems on highways which is the intelligent traffic management system where anpr cameras or other kind of radar based technologies are being deployed to capture violations effectively on those so we are seeing at least on the expressways on the yamuna expressway on uh, mumbai pune expressway on samruddhi mahamarg which is now coming up we are seeing some technology introduction but the only way of enforcement of this law is going to be going forward is going to be technology we can't rely on human resources entirely one because of capacity constraints and second is also because of issues of corruption and so on and so forth so the states and the national authority of india will have to invest in some of these aspects so we believe that 136a which calls for electronic enforcement accounts for that piece quite effectively and as you said at least now no police department can claim that they don't have money so maybe that will also become a reality we can see but then the question comes what becomes the responsibility of organizations like you or civil society like you have been one of the pioneers in road safety when people are saying that they fear there will be police 
harassment there would be problem in most of the cases people actually will have to go to the court right. to get the licenses so how civil society is going to play a bigger role right. to keep a track on the you know corruption on the road or right. maybe to help people there who are facing problems absolutely there are two things that we are specifically doing one is that we have partnered with three state governments uh, delhi maharashtra and up to handhold them in implementation of this law which essentially means that what are the different aspects of the law around which they need to immediately start implementation where is it that will take some additional time and where is it that requires certain education programs and so on and so forth uh, so one is that the specifically the aspect of the good samaritan law the good samaritan law as you are aware we had filed the pil in the supreme court in 2012 following which the supreme court had instituted it under 141 142 of the constitution in 2016 that is one area where we have now worked side working with states very closely to establish the ground rules of implementation of that now that is critical because as per the law commission of india itself almost 50% of people who are killed in road crashes can be saved if they were to get care on time so the post crash aspect of the good samaritan law is fairly critical the third piece actually there is a third piece also is the aspect of crash investigation what we have now recently started doing is that in partnership with iit kharagpur and a few other institutions we have started supporting states in investigation of crashes where various elements of human behavior and infrastructure as well as vehicular aspects come out wherein we start providing inputs to the states on what is to be done going forward so that's one role that the civil society can take can play but you know at the end of the day the big role that they have to play is in sensitizing the public as well and i think that is where a significant part of our efforts ought to be focused on in training the public and developing new technologies that they can adopt for uh, better uh, education and enforcement so these are some of the areas where we feel we can contribute but we'll also learn as we go along because we were a policy advocacy organization now we are evolving into an implementation organization so we will also learn as will i'm sure other organizations so this uh, government announced that all the provisions particularly 63 provisions will come into effect from 1st of september right we had also raised a question to the ministers and other people in the government that you know someone who is not following the rules fine impose him 1000 rupees fine or 2000 rupees fine yeah. but suppose the traffic light signal itself not working yes. as you said about you know traffic signage yes. every 2 meters 3 meters you will find or maybe 200 meter find a separate speed signal you can't expect people to see them again yes. and again how do you look at addressing those issues this is a absolutely valid point which is why initially gave the example of traffic signages it was more as a example but a number of issues around how the road communicates to you how the road infrastructure is maintained and designed will have a key role to play what we feel ought to be done by organizations like us is to petition the governments to start doing some of these things on an immediate basis and also they cannot fine motorists if let's say there's a traffic intersection that is not functional there's a light that is not functional or a signboard that is missing somewhere so i think that is where the courts will have to take cognizance of these different things but there is no question that states will have to start upgrading the facilities to implement this law which currently don't exist to a large extent so what we saw in delhi today delhi government said that they are not ready they will have to yes. notify west bengal government is already yes. against it maybe in some other parts of the country because you have not getting proper reports things are actually caught in little bit of bureaucratic huddle but don't you think that you know for quite long time though we have been talking more about road safety traffic police transport departments everyone said but they actually did not utilize the time to create the right not just framework but also to make people aware what they should do what they should not do yes. maybe by this time they could have put traffic signages they right. could have put speed signages they yes. could have got some speed guns i was talking to one dgp traffic safety yesterday he told me that if you actually try to find out 
completely one district, you will find only one speed gun. And the maximum problem is the speeding. So how do you look at those issues? You know, we don't have enough things, but we expect everything to change within overnight. The Motor Vehicle Amendment Act gives agency to police departments to start investing in some of these things. Before the law came, to be able to build a case that now you need to invest in these things may have been slightly difficult. Even the Supreme Court Committee has already written to all the states to start upgrading their capability. But given how things operate on many occasions, we're now certain that now that the law is in place, states now have an agency to actually go ahead and invest in some of these things because now the law also calls for it. But you're absolutely right that a lot of time has been lost in, in upgrading many of these facilities. Again, you said that this entire law is not just about enforcement yeah. and many other provisions like the process of getting driving license very easier, a transparent. There are also some provisions to improve public transport. Yes. And also to how to make the entire transportation system better. So, don't you think that government, state governments particularly, they should now start focusing on those areas by the time the rules are framed and everything is put in place? One place where state governments ought to start investing quite significantly is the last mile connectivity. Because in many cities now with metros being invested in and bus systems being invested in, the big challenge becomes the last mile connectivity for people. The last mile connectivity is still fractured. And while e-rickshaws have mushroomed and many other facilities have mushroomed, they're not safe, they're not transparent and there are safety and security issues, especially for women. So if the one big investment that states will have to start making is in the last mile connectivity, while the sections and the rules around the public transport that the new act brings will hopefully, you know, liberalize the public transport regime, last mile connectivity will remain key for people to adopt it. So what will be your message to people across the country, not just to urban areas, but also in the rural areas? What they should do? What should be the roadmap for them? You see, I have only two messages. One message is that every life matters. If you make a mistake, it's not just about you. It, you can end up taking somebody else's life and that is worse than, than anything else. So one is that please drive safely. You are handling a weapon, which is a vehicle, which has the ability to kill. The second message is that if you see an injured person on the road, please come forward to help them. Don't just pass by. At the very least, make that phone call for the ambulance or the police so that uh, the authorities can get to the scene and help the injured person and try and save that life. Thank you, Piyushji. Thank, Thank you, Deepak. You were listening to a discussion on Motor Vehicle Act. The participants were Piyush Tiwari, road transport expert, and Deepak Kumar Dash, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsgtalks at gmail.com.